This is the Backstage Cowboys podcast. On this episode, I'm taking you to China. Stand by theme music and go. Now, before we start, I have to tell you a little story. Uh, one time I was on a gig and I was having trouble with an ETC dimmer pack. I was trying to uh, to release some channels that I had punched in just to test the lights. And <laughs> I, I didn't know how to do that. So I called up the shop and uh, Yan answered me. And <laughs> he says, uh, he explained to me what to do and that worked. So I was very grateful for that. But after that, Every time I passed by the shop, he would stop and nag me about it. He would tell me, so, did you learn how to operate an ETC dimmer? And um, it was getting pretty frustrating. After a couple times of that, I just walked up to him and said, funny, first time I saw you, I would have sworn you were a nice guy. He just laughed, and uh, that's when we became good friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you my good friend, Jan Bertrand. Yan, my friend, how are you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good, Plan. Pretty uh, good. All right. Normally, I ask my guests how they started their career and work my way up. And in your case, I'm going to do this backwards. What the fuck are you doing in China, man? Uh, I'm right now working for Solotech on a tour with uh, Cirque du Soleil. Toruk, oh. the first flight. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil, small company. Nobody knows them, right? I know, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. We have to start somewhere, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what are you doing there, man? What's uh, what, what's your I'm, job? Uh, uh, I'm lead projectionist on the tour. Uh, I do install. I'm helping the crew. We're a crew of six video guys wow. of Solotech, and we're installing um, all the projection. I'm installing projection. I'm maintaining the projectors. Make sure they're in top shape to be able to do the show. And uh, once in a while, I'm operating the servers, uh, the queues for the show. Wow. And and so it's projection, but what kind of projection are you doing? Are you, are you projecting on, on uh, backdrop, or is it uh, on the artists themselves, on the set? Uh, what, is it 3D basically, projection? <laughs> basically, the set is a full, the stage is a full 3D map. Wow. We're mapping okay. the full stage. All the, the environment is all projected. We got what we call ohm trees. Uh -huh. See the um, the um, navi, navi of the people from the show are are living in that ohm tree. So that tree moves, and mm. we're mapping it. So the projection follow all the movement. We're we're there's no IMAG screen like we usually use on the show. Can you describe? So um, I'm sorry, just just for those who don't know, can you describe IMAG? What does IMAG mean? Yeah, it's image image magnification. So basically, when you go on a show, you see uh, screens on the side of the stage, and you see the big face of the artist or or a close up. Yeah, That's some, what some yeah, like live uh, uh, live feed. Yeah, live so feed. So we don't have that. Okay. okay. So so it's all map all. Uh, um, uh, 3D environment that's uh, that's map and we got uh, some uh, some map we get some tracking that follow the artists and we got images that kind of follow the artists sometime um, and 
uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big environment of 3D map. So wow. we got about 40 projectors doing the, the projection on the floor. 40 projectors. Yeah, 40 you... projectors. 20 20Ks and 24, uh, 30Ks. Man, wow. Wow, that's, uh, that's a big turn in technology. Um, I remember uh, back then we used to have one screen behind the band and that was it. <laughs> yeah, now we got uh, projection all over too, the place yeah in the old days too you had a big projector that's worth about 200 pounds and it was like <laughs> maximum 1500 lumens now we got 30,000 lumens wow the same size of projector though <laughs> the size <laughs> change. yeah that helps um so the, you don't have any uh, led walls it's all projection right it's all projection no led wall we got a Lighting side, they got a bunch of, of barrier lights and sharpies and all kinds that do tracking again with the people. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's mainly a video show, if I can say. Uh, yeah, I see. Um, so I'm gonna do some back and forth here. Um, so you're 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 in China right now. You're what city are you in? I'm in Sanya, which is a little island off the mainland. It's supposed to be their their. Um, what they say, Hawaii? Eh, oh, it's yeah. It's not really Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> what do you it's mean? Hawaii for them. Let's put it that way. Okay. So what's the difference between their Hawaii and our Hawaii? Uh, everything? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a, well, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a different culture, right? China is a totally different culture. Mm -hmm. um, so getting used to it, it's a bit, um, uh, uh, not painful, but it's, it's a bit hard. Uh, but uh, the, the way of living, the way of doing stuff, it's totally different. That's why I'm saying it's not really Hawaii um, <laughs> uh, for us. Okay. And so, and how long have you been there, and how long are you going to be there? Okay, right now we've been in Hawaii since uh, end of January, January 28th, mm -hmm. and we're going to be here till May 3rd. Wow, that's a hell of a run. Yeah, that's uh, the one of the leg in China. After that, we're coming back in Canada for a tour break, and we're um, going after that Singapore, Bangkok, uh, tons of city in China. We're going to do all Europe and finish in London. That's a hell of a tour too. So, how long are you going to be on to uh, on that tour for? Um, till June uh, twenty nineteen. June twenty nineteen. Okay, so that's a year and a half. How did you end up there? I mean, obviously, you, you've been doing video for a long time, but I, I, I've known you for doing sound uh, back uh, 15, 20 years ago. Um, can you tell me, like how, like I said, we're going to go back and forth. I'd, I'd like to go back to the beginning, and um, I'd like to, to understand how you got into this mess. I mean, <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you get into to, to show business and doing what you do now? How did, how did that all start? It started when I was, like, pretty young. Okay, well, let's Mark. define young. How old are you right now? I'm 45. 45. You old man. You old man. Oh, man. who's talking? Nah. <laughs> sure glad I ain't your age. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see. When you get my yeah, age, you'll yeah, see what it is. Yeah, I, 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 turned, I turned 54 on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about that. But, okay, so so what happened when you were young? Uh, I was around 17 years uh, old. Uh, no, not even that, before that. About when I was 15, uh, there was, um, um, I was living in South Shore, Montreal, and uh, there was a festival happening 
and they needed like volunteers to help out. So me, I wanted to help out. So I be, they put me on what they call stage on a stage for for helping the the video uh, that video crew at that point uh, the uh, sound crew mm -hmm. and um, and like I didn't know anything at all. So it kind of uh, appealed to me to go and and help out. And as soon as I start doing this, I'm like, okay, this is this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And after that, in high school, when I get to high school, I be, uh, went and be part of the AV crew, like most nerds we are. And um, and and since then, I didn't leave the business. Uh, went to a bunch of corporate companies: uh, Solotech, uh, Corpav, Telav. Um, uh, audio concept, show distribution, all big companies in Montreal, mm -hmm. and just went from there to where I'm here now. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, cool that you managed to do that because when I was in school, I wasn't aware that this was even possible. Had I known, I probably would have done it younger. I mean, I started doing lights seriously. I was 37. <laughs> so yeah, uh, well. The, Trust me, when I was in high school, there was no projection. There was like 35 millimeter slides. Oh, yeah. Overhead, yeah. bit of sound. Lighting, there was no automation at that point. No, absolutely. It was all conventional light. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you have to use your imagination if you want to do lighting at that point. Yeah, actually, uh, I think the first show I saw uh, with moving lights was Brian Adams in 88 at the Forum in, in Montreal. And uh, the the lights moved for one song, which was "Kids Want to Rock," which was my favorite song, still is. And I think they and they never moved after that, so I think they broke or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> or or there were they people moving been. them, maybe I don't know. <laughs> well, in, in that age, the technology was in advance, right? So yeah, kind of work once and not after. Yeah, <laughs> that is a possibility. Um, so I mean, so you started touching just about everything right but did you have a specialty at one point or did you were you just like a, a generalist um i was most of the time i was a jack of all trade i was doing mainly everything i had a specialty was was sound mm -hmm. i was doing sound for for i would say almost 15 years okay uh, um and eventually i kind of Learn a bit of lighting to help the lighting guys like you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you come. You need. You always need a sound guy to help you out and do how to fix a dimmer, aren't you? And, yeah, uh, yeah. I told this story uh, just before I, uh, you called me. <laughs> but yeah, we've done a lot of uh, crazy things too. I remember we were doing this outdoor show, and uh, our control room was in a scaffold. And uh, and I remember Yan being just in front of me and just a little lower, so he had access to my feet, and he kept tying my shoelaces together. That that was cool. Oh. In a scaffold, that's great. That's great. Wonderful. I mean. Oh yeah, it was the. I wonder well, we're still friends. I, I mean, mean. I to, well, I had to keep, to keep myself uh, amused because the show was pretty boring at that point yep i remember me. that <laughs> i remember I the band awesome. actually the 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 band they they were what, what were they called man uh the old farts i don't remember some some sort of band guys our age at the time and um and they asked me um uh, can you not put smoke don't don't put any smoke because it, it's not good for the singer i said shit we're outside man and i'm trying to make you look good I mean, you don't sound good, so I got, I got to do something. <laughs> well, that's it. There's, uh, yeah, 
to make them look good, you need to kind of hide them too. So <laughs> there you go. The only way to do it is with smoke. So. Yeah, you got like uh, two, $200,000 worth of lights in the back. We can't see them because there's no smoke. I mean, you're not interesting. We got to do something. <laughs> oh. Well, that's the thing. I mean, many artists are got their, their special requests and yeah, yeah. They think they know best, right? Yeah, well, I respect that. I mean, in, in certain environments, yes, I understand. Uh, on that day, well, that was another story. <laughs> so uh, the other thing I, I wanted to ask you is like, okay, so you, you did sound for uh, quite a while. You've been doing pretty much corporate events, right, uh, throughout your career? Till, till, yeah, till the end of last year, mm-hmm. I was in the corporate. Um, I was an uh, my last uh, company that I worked for was a company called CCR Solution. I was there for 14 years. Yeah, I remember. Uh, you main... did, uh, yeah, I thought I thought you were going to retire there. Um, I thought so too, uh, but at one point, corporate um, corporate is a great business. If you want to learn everything and touch everything, corporate is pretty pretty much the place to go. And but at one point, I was getting. Um, um, a bit tired and I needed a bit more challenge and, and I got approached to uh, go on that tour and I couldn't, I said no the first time, but I couldn't say no the second time. <laughs> okay. So you did turn it down once. I turned it down once and, uh, they called back, said, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> and I understood after that. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. When they forked out the money. Yeah. Well, not only that, the, the offer, the, what they were expecting and what they wanted me to do and everything kind of help the um tilt the balance on their side okay hey tell me how did you make the switch from sound to video how did that happen um i I was noticing on shows that the video was getting more and more um uh bigger on shows if i can say they're getting more and more uh events and the crew was bigger also in sound we were like two three guys on sound department but there were like always five, six, seven guys in the video. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we were getting a bit less, less, less um, uh, gig because there was in the market. There's so many video uh, audio guys, mm-hmm. uh, and they're good ones too. Uh, there's uh, there's always their their know it all, but there's they're great guys, and mm-hmm. and I kind of noticed that uh, if I wanted to. Go a bit further away, uh, further ahead on, on myself and learn more. Well, let's start with um, some video. And I started when the, the DN of the 35 mil were there, 35 millimeter slides, mm-hmm. and and the the, uh, the happening of, of projection. So uh, I did the switch there, and since then, no turning back. Yeah, and I like it. Technology evolved so fast in oh, video yeah. that. And can... video walls, video walls. I remember. I think we were in Atlanta. You and me, um, with Elron, and uh, we were doing something for Bombardier. We had what was yeah, it, a hundred and twenty foot long video wall or something like that. We had one hundred twenty seven feet wide by twenty eight feet tall video wall. <laughs> yeah, and we, we we were reproducing the image of a plane, but uh, almost in in uh, in full size. And Not almost. It was full scale. Oh, it was yeah. full scale. Yeah. Well, I, I remember that. That was sort of a nightmare when you guys tried to get that working because all the servers weren't weren't talking to each other or something like that. I remember you guys spending the night on that to make it work for the yeah. uh, for the gig. 
Tell me about that. Well, basically, basically, what happened at that point, it was um, it was a couple of companies put together to um, to help build a wall because nobody had that many panel <laughs> yeah. to to make that size of the wall at that point, and uh, they had an issue of. of of talking with all the panels and the resolution we wanted and, and synchronization between servers and the, the wall. Uh, we, after spending like three nights back to back, we made it, made it happen for the show, but it wasn't fully perfect, but like show worthy. Mm-hmm. And, um, but uh, they learned a lot and I learned enough from there. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you always learn from something. Trust me, we learn. <laughs> yeah, that was a hell of a, an experience. Uh, listen, we're getting close to the end. I, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions before we uh, before we part. Um, mostly, I, I'd like you. I'd like to get your opinion on on what what would you like to uh, to tell young uh, young people or people beginning in this uh, this industry. Uh, is there something you'd like to to tell them, or maybe something you would have liked to tell yourself when you started out? Well, when I started, there was a mentor uh, that I had, and mm-hmm. the guy told me basically, "There is no stupid question, so ask question." Uh, when you start, like ask. You don't know, ask question. Don't be afraid, and um, follow the lead of the older guys. They can teach you a lot of stuff as long as you pay attention to what you do. And uh, don't be afraid to uh, to say something. If you see something that's wrong, or you're not safe, say something. I mean, it's uh, voice is always the big, the best tool to to um, to to go ahead and, and learn. Use it. I mean, question is. I remember at one point my mentor was fed up of me asking <laughs> question all the time, but he did answer them. <laughs> No, that's it. Well, I like I, I once said in uh, one of my blog posts, I said one, once in a while you get that arrogant piece of shit who doesn't want to talk to anybody. Uh, but that's very rare. Normally you have people, passionate people, who really want to talk and share their knowledge. So, uh, yeah. People, and, yeah. Go the, ahead. The, the, the people who are happy about their business, they're going to they're gonna share their knowledge. They want you to learn. They want to work with people who know what they're doing. So the only way to do it is... By sharing your knowledge. There you so, go. Ask question. Yeah, that's it. So um, maybe one last question. Uh, can you like tell me something? Um, you know, like what was the biggest event in your career, or what was the the, the weirdest thing that has happened to you, or the or the most memorable um, the most memorable thing that has happened to you in your career? Can you can you relate to uh, one specific event that happened that that you'll always remember the rest of your life? Ouch! Uh, <laughs> that's a question from the left, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. It's uh, there's yeah, nice look, Dave. Uh, uh, nice Take your time. Uh, no, I, 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 I will edit this, so uh, you can stum- you can stumble on the question for a while. <laughs> it's not a problem. Yeah, uh, the um, hmm. man, uh, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> I mean, since I've been in corporate business uh, for most of my my years, um, I mean, doing events with big names is always. Is always nice, but uh, one thing that kind of, well, right now from the top of my head, that can can come out is we did a show for with Steven Tyler mm-hmm. um, in in Vegas, and um, I was uh, doing camera switch, and 
And this uh, gentleman came in behind me and tapped my shoulder. Turned around, it's Steven Tyler. Oh, really? Kind of, kind of startled me. Stood up. I was like, uh, "Hey, um, how you doing?" He said, "Oh, I'm Steven Tyler." I said, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't, find, couldn't remember my, my. I said, "Yeah, my name is Ian, and uh, I'm, I'm your camera switch." I said, "Yeah, everything is good." I said, "Yep, we're ready for your show." I said, "You got your cues?" Yep. If you need anything, come and ask me. I'll get you what do you need. And and he went on, did a sound check, came back off stage, again came back to see me. You got everything you need. Yep, we're ready, sir. And uh, off he went, and we did the show. And at the end of the show, he kind of shook my hand. It was a. It was just nice to see artists not being big-headed. Oh wow! A lot of them got uh, big-headed. Uh, this guy down to earth came to talk to me. It was um, it was pretty nice. I mean, they don't do that all the time. Usually, they come on stage, don't give a hell about the house crew, yeah. everything, and leave. This was, um, you could see this guy, older artists are, are more like that, I noticed. Oh, yeah, and, and that, that is music to my ears because I've been a fan of Steven Tyler for, like, since the beginning. And uh, I never got to see one of his shows. But it's really, really cool to hear that, that the guy that I've been admiring all these years is actually worthy <laughs> of my admiration. So um, I, I th that I, I'm glad I asked the question. See, that's the kind of juice you get when you when you ask questions and you and you take the time to think about them. So yeah, the I don't know if he was like this all these years, but I know now he's his entourage is a different story. But this guy is was yeah. Well, was, we don't care guy. what he did before; it's what he did that day that counts, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like I say, the entourage. The, 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 a lot of time you have to deal with the entourage of the artists. They're mm -hmm. they're the prima donnas most of the time. Yeah, but yeah. Usually, usually, usually the artists are are. Yeah, the, the people stick to the artists just to get the uh, the status, but um, you know. They, oh yeah. Yeah. The the attitude the attitude. Oh, by the way, yeah, we have to pass this message along. In this business, it's twenty percent competence and eighty percent attitude. I mean, if you have oh, yeah. the right attitude, everything else is learnable. Now, if there's one thing you need to take away from this interview, it's what I just said. You can't teach attitude, but you can't teach how to do your job. There you go. I mean... There you go. I think we need to say this more often. Okay, so uh, last question, because I have to ask. Um, I mean, being on the road like that all the time and being away for months, I mean, how does that go along with your family life? Um, at the beginning, I won't, I won't lie to you that it was a bit hard. Um, mm. I had young kids uh, at a young age. so How old are your kids now? seeing them all the time. Sorry? How old are your kids now? Uh, my kids are 24 and 26. So okay, so they're, that they're, does make a difference, yeah. When I started, when, they, yeah, when I was young, they, they, it was hard because I, I, I missed a lot of birthdays and, mm. and parties. But now, uh, I can say pretty happily that they're happy of the business that I do. They come and see me once in a while on the tour. Yeah, they get free, free tickets. Free tickets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do. Daddy paid a flight, but uh, they get free tickets to the show. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you can't have everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. But at least I'm, I'm pretty tight with my family. I'm a pretty happy. Um, like I say, it was a bit rough at the beginning. Mm. But uh, I had a, a good wife that understood what I wanted to do. Yeah. She was 
pretty open mind and she told me do whatever you like i want you to be happy and i was happy and she was happy Oh, that's great. She was happy for me to leave more than anything else. But <laughs> well, she—it's uh, better than going off to war, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game. Well, Jan, I thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, I, I wish you a bunch of great time in your new career with Solotech and uh, and on your tour with Cirque Soleil. And uh, I know you're going to cross a whole bunch of people I know, so please uh, say hi for me and uh, and tell them to give me a call. We'll we'll get them on the show. Actually, I'm going to meet one of your uh, future podcasts or past podcasts, Coco Levaik. Oh, Coco! Be... I said in in his case, Coco. I think I'm going to do a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I think I yeah, think I got not, it... yeah. There's enough material there to do like three, five, four, or five shows. <laughs> Yeah, 15 minutes is not long enough for this guy. No, for sure, for sure. That's probably no, why he's not long. calling me back right now. But he he told me he wanted to be on the show. But uh, we have to we have to synchronize that because he's in China too. He's in Beijing, right? Exactly. We're going to be in Beijing also. So I'm going to ah, he's poke supposed him. to come and see us, and I'll pass along your hi, and I'm going to tell him you need to be on the podcast. Oh yeah, definitely. Anyway, he'll have time to listen to a couple of. Uh, a couple of shows before uh, before he does his own, so maybe that'll convince him. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Jan, and uh, special thanks to AVL Media Group and Avo Lights, who, in my opinion, make, I've said it before, the best lighting consoles in the world. If you want to get training on Avo Lights consoles, just send me an email and I will reply almost instantly. Thank you for listening to the Backstage Cowboys podcast. Hey, members of the band, this is your wake-up call. Stand by and go.